1: What up? It's your boy Chingo Bling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder, I'm a stand-up comedian, and the legalized freedom tour starts... Now, we're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, ChingleBling.com. While you're there, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the Discord how much better does it get than supporting free speech supporting direct it's just you and us ain't no middle man but if i would believe it patreon.com forward slash red for the price of a cup of coffee you can join the community and help us out keep the show going and growing you know what i'm talking about without further ado let's get into the show yeah man shout out to chicago chicago got great food great music um it's a, uh, the the yin- genius now you got me saying <laughs> i reached out to my boy adam taylor yeah uh video production and um i was like hey man you seen the kanye documentary i was like i got a whole bunch of tapes mini dv tapes that i've already i've already had like a bunch of them turn into uh, digital files on a hard drive i was like i got a bunch more i said can you help me turn this into a documentary he's like yeah man i got you
2: so um, well fucking finally fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's just because it is you know,
1: it takes a certain um uh, I I mean, yeah, you can only imagine mm-hmm. how do you take a box of old mini dv tapes and turn it into like a nice piece of work where people are like I really enjoyed it, it kept my intention, it was informative, it was like really well done, it told the story, like that's the ultimate goal. And you don't want to just Take a bunch of footage and just be like, "Mm, I guess we'll use it as B roll. We'll
2: cut to an interview and yeah, yeah, because it's literally like it was a crate of those little tapes, wasn't it? We had it like in a bag at one point, but um, you didn't even have them, right? Did you get them from somebody else, or did you always have them? Uh, My mom was uh, watching them.
1: Mm. She had
2: them in her. Dude, that'll be good. Safekeeping. If you, if I mean, I'm just saying, like, if it could be half of the one part I've seen of this three parter, it'll fucking blow people away. If you can put it together, a story like that.
1: Yeah. Um that was really cool to see footage of Kanye with Jamie Foxx, who's like multi-talented, like how they came up with this hit and how he how he as a as a up and coming producer, who is already proven as a producer, like is having to guide and direct mm-hmm. a talent like Jamie Foxx. It's like Jamie Foxx is a fucking AK forty seven and he's having to aim him. He's having to be like, you know what I mean? We, yeah. only, we only saw like a, a portion, but there's no telling how many times he's like, okay, cut that part out, rearrange that. Don't say it like that.
2: So. On, let's see. Uh, the directors of the new Kanye West documentary, Genius, have opened up about denying the rapper and producer's demands to have a say in the editing process. The new three-part Netflix film released, at, uh, released its first part this week, or last week, with a series following the star's music career and fame. Uh, West, who is now legally known as Yee. I didn't know that. Oh, Yee. Yee, sorry. Previously uh, demanded that he must get the final edit and approval on the documentary so that he can be in charge of his own image. I guess he wasn't. That's crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: I guess that's part of working with Netflix sometimes. No,
1: I think it's just the law. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, uh, I guess maybe if I follow you around and it's like, where's my tapes? I shot it
2: oh and it's like rob's like well i want to see how i'm being portrayed it's like sorry bro it's uh direct too- yeah right To too bad to side directors uh cootie simmons and uh who's the other guy oza i don't know cheeky cheek oza have now spoken on denying the rapper's request noting that it's not best for the filmmaking mm.
1: i mean if i were i mean based on what i saw in part one if i were kanye it's It's better that he probably didn't tamper (laughs) with. Like, bro, they did a good job. You know what I mean? Like, they showed you as you, you know, at a different time. And hopefully, my biggest thing is this hopefully, people can understand that a lot of times what the media does, and and I'll, I always bring up my thirteen year old, right? she's like, oh, Kanye's been, you know, he's been saying some crazy stuff. He's been on <laughs> social media and he's getting all this momentum." And I have to. Cut. She's like, "Yeah, but he posts a lot and and he, some of the stuff he says." And it's like, "Okay, beware of false narratives." I was like, "Beware of, of how much money TMZ and these um those ma- uh, gossip magazines and clickbait." You yeah, like Buzzfeed and stuff? Yeah, I was like, you know, and Box. plus there's a Twitter account called Correcting Yay Headlines. Right. I've mentioned it before, where basically uh, whoever runs this account, they'll show like TMZ's headline. Like they'll like retweet them Mm -hmm. and they'll be like corrected. And then they'll say, for example, uh, controversial football star gets booed while musician and his family sit next to him. Whereas TMZ's headline is Kanye gets booed at the Super Bowl. Mm. And it's like, no, you you're ignoring the fact that Antonio Brown is on the jumbotron right next to him. Right, and you're not going to factor in none of the booze were for him. Same shit they did to uh, Trump. Same shit stuff they doing to Rogan. They'll do it to anybody, especially if you're polarizing and, and you're ahead of your time. Marisol showed me a, uh, she showed me this clip where Chris Jenner and Kim Kardashian were doing a sit down with like some New York Times. It's like on some New York Times uh, one of their YouTube channels, and so they're talking to Kim and Kris Jenner about a bunch of stuff and like social media and this and that. And then at one point the moderator's like, if, if I may, I'd like to extend, uh, can we get, can we get Kanye? Can we get you a mic? I'd like to know your take on, um, social media and the dangers of yada, yada. And then he's like, okay uh and then he just starts fucking rambling and kind of going in like yeah you know every sixth comment they might intervene just to shape narrative and you know some of these people ain't real people like saying stuff that may not sound as crazy today Mm -hmm. but at the time everyone's just kind of like uh he's like is this where the mic cuts off he's like is this where the mic cuts off because he's basically like am i saying too much type of thing and you just see like chris jenner and kim kardashian (laughs) like uh i think what kanye's trying to
2: say is uh that guy man one of the most misunderstood people i guess in the industry yes on how you look at it um what do you think we find out in part two before we move on what do you think act two kind of brings i don't know the timeline actually of of when all this takes place do you like beginning middle end of the three parts
1: um from what i can tell just based off like history context yeah um when part one looks like shit he was producing for jay-z he was running around like in new york living beat to beat it might have been like from 2000 to maybe like mid-03
2: which he hasn't dropped anything yet
1: yeah he hadn't released the album yet i think the first time came out 04
2: was a college dropout Mm mm-hmm In four so that's kind of probably where it takes off then right or what picks up next yeah do you remember much about that time well i was (laughs) i was doing my motherfucking thing (laughs) Okay. All right. Get it. Get it. He's gonna come back. right. Can you? Are you? Oh, you get that one. I think I get the tall one behind me. All right. Let's see this. This never makes an appearance on the show. It's always in a corner somewhere.
1: She says she wants a Marvin Gaye, a little hand from. a little Anita. We'll definitely set this party off right. <laughs> Exhibit A. I am the shit. <laughs> Whoa, Trump. Whoa okay so i mean give us a little bit of a little context here here i am on snl this is where they try to use me as a punchline and make fun of me on snl um jokes on you because i got on snl boy i had everybody blowing me up even ex-girlfriends and shit like oh my god so like i was wrong um here i am with daddy yankee nori and ching bing nori's homeboy uh, here, I am, Carlos Messia. This one I did know. I ain't know he was what he was doing <laughs> at the time. But he showed me love at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what's funny? What's funny is, I was doing parodies at the time when I, he caught wind of me. Right, uh, Carlos Messia, and so he caught wind of me when I was doing parodies. But then, like the year after or something, you you go see him live, like in a stadium performing. And he's playing his parodies that he just did. Huh. So I don't know. I, mean, I didn't invent parodies, but I don't know. Maybe I inspired him. Hmm. Um, my boy's big Scythe Eric Deluxe here I am with Pitbull. This was on his video shoot. Uh, it's probably been like, oh yeah, loca, I been in Miami with Lil John. Mueve lo, mueve lo, oh, wow. si tú quieres que te coma toda. Uh, let me see. Johnny Dang. There's my little baby picture. I look just like my daughters and shit. My daughters <laughs> are like me. Here I am with Daddy Yankee right here with a um pitbull again with P Diddy. Um you know, oh, here go. Oh, this is funny. Here here I am in front of this huge huge crowd in San Diego. Look at that. He, look it's an ocean of people. Looks like a Trump rally. It's a it's a car show. <laughs> it's a car show and I'm wearing a damn red 14 on my jersey. I didn't know a red you're looking at me like you don't know what i'm talking about i sure don't yeah because we don't we don't do that gang shit (laughs) we don't play that gang shit out here at all i didn't know that i was in southern california and a red 14 is super disrespectful to them it's like the ops it's like their enemies it's basically norteños the the letter n for norteño is the 14th letter right okay the letter s for sureño Right, like Mexican mafia, mm-hmm. all controlled out the prison. All those street gangs in L.A. got to pay taxes to the, to the people that are locked up, controlling everything, sending kites, right? So they wear a, a blue 13. So the Sudanios are 13. Why? Because the S. But why did you have that on? Somebody gifted me this jersey the day before in L.A. And you had no idea? I didn't know. A Puerto Rican dude, a uh, Puerto Rican clothing designer was like, oh, uh, ch- chingo, Mexico, I got you. And it said Mexico on the front and it had like it had green trim did you have any problems uh, then nobody nobody fucked with me they just stared at me while I'm on stage so they're just kind of like is this dude fucking tripping and then is we're trolling at, us we're at the merch booth and, the, and then my boy who's from the north side he, um, Stunna, he's, he's right here he, he never would wear red this is probably like the second time ever he wore red but here at this show in San Diego we're at the hotel getting ready this is in the era of tall tees right we're we're literally like living out of a suitcase we're doing gig we're going from this city to that city so that day he decided he he would always wear like a black tee or like an astros hat or something like a black astros hat. a black tee or like a white tee or a blue tee it was the it was the tall tee days some jewelry you know cool sneakers you could pull it off that day something possessed him to wear a red T-shirt. He didn't know either. Hmm. So now we're at the merch booth after the car show. And I go to my boys and I'm like, hey, so why do we still have so much merch? He's like, I don't know what it is, man. Like people, they just you need to hit San Diego harder. Like nobody, not a fly. Nobody wants to stop or step foot here. Hmm. And I'm just sitting there looking confused. And then an OG from San Diego, he approached me. He's like, hey, homie, no disrespect, dog but hey, you're not a from around here, bro. And I'm gonna school you real quick, I thought like what you're wearing that's a red 14 homie that represents the other side dog it's disrespectful fool. We're like with his big ass brocha his big mustache the big brocha mustache and that's their culture it's nothing you're looking at me super confused but are you familiar with gang culture in California like is this a thing to you like you I mean I, I'm familiar from I what speaking? I see on TV it's real yeah it's real of it's course re- it's real it's really a thing yeah so, so follow me here cause you're looking at me like I'm crazy yeah <laughs> so follow me here rob all right i was not aware as you were not so after he schools you so after he schools me he's like that's my niece over there she was a huge fan she adored you she look at her she won't come near you she's just there like this (laughs) she's like "I know, no and i'm like oh you know me i try to be charming yeah so i'm like oh you know sweetheart it's me i don't want to lose a fan yeah sweetheart she's like a 16 year old girl you know what i mean i'm just like hey it's okay leave my poster up on the wall like it's me don't worry about this i don't know what this is it says mexico it got green trim apparently that doesn't count for shit all they see is red and the 14 so i'm like come on come on let's take the picture i got you it's me i promise you're good she's like it was like pulling teeth she like like and he's like you know it's okay it's okay like he approved it. And she's just like shuffling her feet slowly like joe biden (laughs) like slowly coming towards me and like almost like i'm like trying to hug her and she's she's just there like like ashamed like doesn't want to be near me she don't want to be caught dead in this photo because there might be repercussions for her think about it man if you grew up in an area where all your uncles your parents everybody in your neighborhood your whole identity is entrenched with orale this is who we are it's kind of like identity politics mm-hmm. it's like this is who we are this is this is what's right this is how we grew up this is my hood like think about like nipsey Hussle was rolling 60s uh crip that's been ingrained the uh, rest in peace but that was ingrained in him there was no way in hell you could just come to him and just be like hey dude undo all that like take that jacket off like don't represent the 60s you know yeah don't represent your hood so anyway, that's the antidote on that. Here I am in Mexico driving a tractor while well, I'm posing in a tractor. I'm not actually driving.
2: i like, you just gloss over the ending of that story. Like, you just make it out of the show and everything was hunky-dory. Yeah, nobody fucked with me, dog.
1: I mean, I'm not saying they're not really gangsters, but maybe they just were like... No, but you just went on to your next show they, and... Yeah nobody, yeah, nobody fucked with me. Did dog. you sell merch? Not really. No, we didn't do well. Damn. I mean, I got paid to be there, but... It was a lesson learned. i put it to you that way. Okay. It was one of those where it's like... I feel like you were sabotaged. I think that designer, whoever gave you that shirt, nah, what he, doing. He, he was Puerto Rican. He wasn't even from Southern California. He didn't know. Hmm. Uh, Skeptical. But, but after that, but after that, now when you're in the Bay, which is the Red and the 14 and all mm-hmm. that, now, of course, you're not going to be... For example, this is an unfortunate thing about Chicano rappers from the West Coast that always bugged me. If you were a SoCal... Gangster Chicano rapper, whatever Mexican rapper, you were confined to SoCal. You never, ever, 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 ever heard any of these cats going up to Northern California. Not to do no shows. I mean, y'all could Google it. I don't know if maybe King Lil G broke that mold and maybe he's done San Francisco, but like Capone, maybe. I don't know. I mean, look up, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure we got a lot of listeners from the West Coast, but it always. Bugged me that these kids were never able to make bread outside of a certain invisible lot marker mm. so me as a Texas rapper, I was able to go North Texas South Texas, East Texas, West Texas, Northern California get the bag Southern California get the bag Central California get the bag go to the East Coast, go to the Midwest, go to Florida, go to Atlanta go to Raleigh you know what I'm saying Hopped about the bed, put my chunk lines on <laughs> I was hitting it pop 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 pop, pop. And because I wasn't on no street shit like that, I was on some hustler shit. I was on some player shit. So it was like, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm. And when I was living in L.A. for a year, this is many moons ago, um, a rapper who will go unnamed, I'm not going to air nobody out. I'm driving, right? The dude calls me. He's OG. So, of course, I'm answering. Hey, bro, I'm driving in, in L.A. Hey man, somebody sent a letter from inside the joint, and I can't say too much, but uh, just so you know, you know they have a tattoo of of, of this, this and that, and X Y Z, and it's on this shoulder and this and that, and and the letter came from these people, and it's it's a confirmed uh uh it's green light, and do you know what that means? And. You out there in the valley, and, and they gonna send a crackhead or a meth head to come get you. And when you least expect it, and this and that, and all these threats, and this, and and I'm driving, I'm on the phone, I end up getting pulled over. I get a ticket for, for, being, on for being on the phone in LA. Yeah, they're very strict with that. They pull over. And um and the, the dude was very, he's like, You're not paying taxes here? I'm like, Taxes to who? He's like, So you're operating You're a Mexican rapper in Southern California, like you're from Texas, but you're here now and you're conducting business and you're going to studios and you're recording and you're dealing and you're networking, like you're dealing with other artists and you're networking and you're doing your thing and you're not chipping in, you're not paying taxes, like street taxes. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I am an actor all of a sudden I'm a comedian <laughs> I was like what the fuck I look like paying I'm not a member of SAG what the fuck I look like paying these street taxes I'm like I'm not out here doing no fucking gangster shit I'm not selling dope to where I gotta send a kickback to somebody and you gotta pay a fucking tax I was like damn I got the mallas and bars like y'all getting damn y'all getting taxed out the wazoo. Wow. Um. Uh, anyway you what's know, that top one up there with you and P. Diddy in the white oh <laughs> yeah that's a cool one this is at the white party uh p diddy invited me because uh it was funny before he left uh his hotel he was like tonight you gonna see how bad boy parties this ain't no little john party (sighs) you know why he said that no because uh my good friend my dear friend pitbull who always looked out for me that is the end of the teaser all right if you want the whole enchilada the full shebang that's strictly for the patrons. We're hitting y'all with more premium content. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill and get full access to all of the shows, all of the content, and all the premium exclusives. All right. See you there. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sa-sa